0: Good day and welcome to Natural Health Dialogue. We are glad you're here and, you know, we haven't been here in a while and there are some reasons for that, but we are here now and we are ready to move forward with some excellent material. And we're here, of course, with naturopathic Dr. Randy Lee, who's going to lead us in all these ways. Randy, good to have you back. Thank you, Joseph. It's good to be back. I do need to make a little bit of an explanation about the absence for uh, a number of months now. Um, we, as everyone knows, uh, COVID and the pandemic has pretty much taken uh, um, the interest of vert- and the focus of attention of just about everybody these days. It's been going on now for a couple of years. Most of us are getting pretty tired of it, <laughs> but, uh, right. but, it but it's still there and we still deal with it every day. And of course, in my business um, here at the, uh, the health patch. What we do is sell supplements, and so every time the FDA or some local news media or something comes up and says, here's something else that you ought to be taking, or here's something else that may be able to help you, uh, then that generates a flurry of activity around us. In addition to that, uh, this last August, uh, when um, the pandemic was really at its height and the D variant was really at its height, a couple of my staff members, literally half of my staff, I had four other than me, uh, two of them opted to retire. One is working from home and one just retired completely. So um, we, uh, we only have uh, two other employees other than myself actually working right now, so we stay pretty busy. Uh, I'm feeling, where well, I used to work mostly in the back room and the staff took care of all of the customer stuff out front. I now fulfill a role with the customers as well. And we uh, three people can't cover six days a week and have any time off at all. So we're now just open Monday through Friday from uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we're all, uh, there's two of us on duty at all times, and we're all working with uh, customers. So a little bit of time pulled away from that. Uh, but I've worked my schedule out now so that we can get back into a semi-regular, anyway, back to blogging. I love to do this because it's the way that my people get to know us and our store and what's really going on in our world today. So uh, that's where we'll that's where we'll start. In addition to that, a little bit of a focus for the blogs this year. Um, In the past, we've covered body systems. We've covered individual health for each one of the body systems. We've covered supplements that would help uh, to maintain or to cleanse or to care for each one of those body systems. So we've hit the body systems from a number of different roles. But I was reading uh, over the holidays, an awful lot of stuff about mental health and um, how how we need to to work with the aspects of mental health if we're going to have total health. Right. So um, I'm I'm not a mental health specialist. Uh, we don't uh, deal with people with mental uh, disabilities, uh, but what we do uh, do is uh, we work to develop the character traits that will allow us to have a better society and to work better within our families and our communities. And so I thought we'll take these first uh, several weeks or two or three months and talk about the importance to, to total health of uh, the development of basic character traits. And some of these uh, will be greatly obvious. And some of them we kind of see slipping from our society these days. We, um, we now have a whole generation of people that have been raised with the uh, entitlement. We call it the entitlement concept. I should get to have anything I want because I'm entitled to it. Mm-hmm. All the focus is on us individually. Uh, it's me. It's what I want. It's what I like. It's what'll make me feel good about myself. And therefore I'm entitled to these things. I yeah, see more well, and more. Go ahead. What's wrong with that? It's all about I, me. Well, I, see, I see more and more ads on TV about Uh, doing things. I've always done things for other people, but now I need to focus on me. I need to do things for me. Um, I don't find that in the Bible anywhere. In the Bible, it all talks about uh, we're here to serve others. We're here to be servants. Christ came, lived, gave us an example, and died for our sins in order to um, be a servant to us, the servant savior, if you would. And so uh, we're going to look at we can try to scoot away some from that total focus on ourselves. I'm not saying that being aware of your needs and being aware of uh, some things that you need to work on in your life are not important because they are. But what I am saying is that we certainly need to focus on what we can do to lighten the load of our fellow man. Um, Mm -hmm. When I started writing this blog, I had all kinds of stories that I was going to tell. And then as i started writing i looked down at it and i said you know what all i've really done is writing an autobiographical thing about why i have so much gratitude in my life and from the world's perspective of today that gratitude doesn't seem to be um doesn't seem to be called for uh, because the things that i'm talking about that were so important to me that make me such a grateful person in this world today are not things that the world treasures these days. Um, to start with, I grew up in a uh, Southern rural environment. Uh, we raised almost everything we ate, primarily because we couldn't afford to go to the grocery store. Uh, my dad worked as a uh, an hourly laborer. Uh, he made all right, but he had five kids and a wife, and we had a, uh, a, a 20 acre uh, farm, if you will, or at least 20 acres that we gardened and had a few animals and that kind of stuff. So we only went to the grocery store for the essentials that you can't grow in a garden, uh, salt and pepper, uh, flour, uh, sugar, pounds of sugar, uh, things like that at the grocery store. My siblings and I wore mostly hand-me-downs. We were fortunate that my mom's oldest sister and her husband lived in another rural town a few miles from us, and they had a dry goods store. And so they also had the two oldest grandkids, the first grandson and the great first granddaughter of my grandmother. Uh, And then number three uh, was me. My mom had number three. That would be me. And so consequently, those two cousins got new everything because they got it from the dry goods store that their parents had. But when they outgrew them, I was the first one to get uh, Cleve Junior's uh, clothes, and they were in still pretty good shape. But there turned out to be 23 of us grandkids, and only <laughs> only three of them were girls. So we had 20 boys, and until they were completely threadbare, those clothes got passed down from me to a brother, to a cousin, to another cousin, ultimately back to another brother. Uh, as long as they lasted and they were still wearable, they went from one to one. Well for us, they were free clothes. So consequently, we were we were absolutely grateful for them. And, uh, and we dressed as well as the other kids in our neighborhood did. Uh, the kids that went to church with us were all in the same income category that we were. I mean, we were a southern, rural, um, underdeveloped uh, region. And um, I, I say we were poor, but we were only poor in terms of money. We were rich in every other way. So we're glad to get the stuff that we were able to they were still nice and as good as f- other folks had um, the school activities uh, gave us friends and after school activities uh, dad made most of our toys we couldn't av- afford to buy toys listen to this my dad took a hose and made us hula hoops before hula hoops were a commercial product I said i wish he'd have been the one to patent them those things sold for a buck a piece and made the uh, guy who put them on the market millions of dollars right simple little toy to play with that gave you some exercise i had one before they got on the market that my dad made out of an old garden hose and a piece of dowel it was great (laughs) he also um uh, did a variation on horseshoes we didn't have horses so we didn't have horseshoes and stakes to play horseshoes with so dad uh, worked as an electrician and he had a lot of these old metal washers and so uh he would take a tin can uh dig a hole put it in the ground uh, so that the top of the can was top, uh, was level with the top of the ground. And then we would stand back behind those tins and throw washers. You could still have leaners, you could still have them fall in, uh, you could still do all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so uh, he made most of our toys. Um, outdoor activities were mostly associated around the garden and the work, but we had all kinds of games. Uh, in my blog, I've put a whole bunch of them but uh, one of the popular ones was who can do the most. The most what? The most cartwheels, the most tie jumps, the most somersaults, all athletically built, but that's what we did was compete with one another. I predate television. We didn't have one, so our evening activities were uh, what listening to radio shows, singing around the kitchen. My dad played the harmonica, and uh, we just had Uh, We played a lot of board games, a lot of dice games. Main thing is we were a family growing together. We never thought of ourselves as poor. Life was rich. And we were grateful for everything that we had and everything that we got. Uh, Gratitude is a learned experience. Uh, we didn't even consider trying to keep up with the Joneses. The Joneses didn't have any more than we did. And Mm we we had everything that we needed. And so we were happy to have the things that we had. We didn't do without, uh, anything except, uh, things that took a lot of money to to do. And we didn't have that. Uh, if you read the blog, you're going to find out that not only is it a learned experience, but it's something that you should practice day by day, uh, we never fail to say thank you for anything that somebody gave us. Uh, things that, uh, on uh, how it feels to offer someone else uh, a gift uh, was deemed worthy and, uh, and it rendered a great uh, feeling for us to be able to help other people. I, uh, I, I read uh, some blogs in the, in the Bible app that I use that are things like gratitude, the key to contentment, gratitude, being helpful, uh, being thankful, Uh, changes everything, or cultivated gratitude. The idea is that you can't be a gracious person unless you practice gratitude. And so that's that's where I wanted to start this whole series on uh, total health and the development of the character traits that'll let you enjoy life and be beneficial to others in that life. So some uh, good practice. I'll leave you one practice idea that I had, and that is try to sit down every, every day and try to come up with two or three things for which you're grateful. And if they involve someone else, take the moment to send a card or make a telephone call or make a house visit or find some way uh, to tell that person that you're grateful. I'll guarantee you that once you start doing that and you see the, the response that those people have to that, to that, you'll want to keep it in your life. Become a person of gratitude. Be thankful for the things that you have amen thank you randy that's uh, a good word to start with for sure and thank you all for listening and if, for more of the same type of theme next time uh, tune in again and we'll see you next time thank you joseph